It's Monday, Vav Elul, Tuf Shin, Ayin, Gimel, the sixth day in the month of Elul, 5773. We are coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. classic, Al Kapav Yavi et Eliyahu Hanavi. It's a song that talks about different people in Yerushalayim who do their thing, who carry on their day-to-day lives. But as they're doing them, they're thinking how what they do will eventually contribute to the coming of the Mashiach. And they dream about taking part in it. And uh, we played the song in honor of the Nefesh Benefesh flight that is leaving today. Uh, and uh, Nachum Siegel just finished three hours of broadcasting from JFK. He will be on the flight. 
and broadcast tomorrow from Ben Gurion Airport, broadcasting the entire week from Israel till Thursday. And um, the people on this flight, as are all the Olim, all those who leave the United States a place of comfort and move to Israel, our home, they are the ones who are Al-Kapav Yavi. They also are ones that are bringing Mashiach and what they're doing, although they're doing more than just their day-to-day. So um, we're going to read a quick um, piece from Ynet News. Some 130 young Jewish men and women from North America are going to join the Israeli army immediately after making Aliyah next week. Can you imagine that? And uh, Ben Yablon is 19 of Portland. Nachum interviewed him earlier. Is one of these 130 young Jewish men and women from North America who are making Aliyah today on this special flight of Nefesh Ben Nefesh. And he's joined, he's not doing this alone, he's joined by his girlfriend Miriam Clayman of Denver. She was on as well. And the two met in Israel on a previous visit and decided to make Aliyah together. Yablin and Clayman, together with the other 130 young men and women joining them on the flight, are helping set a new record. This summer, some 340 people, young men and women, from North America, will be making Aliyah to join Tzahal, the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces. It's amazing. 340 young men and women who are leaving the comfort of their home, of uh, going to college, of doing what all their other friends are doing, making Aliyah to join the army. The future soldiers, 67 women, 63 men, arriving on the flight, are immigrating to Israel as part of a joint operation organized by Nefesh Benefesh and many other Jewish organizations. The majority have asked to serve in combat units. Among the men, there is a high demand this year for voluntary units like Duv Devan, Sayeret Matkal, Golani, the Paratrooper Brigade, and others. Among the women, the favorite service is the Oketz Unit, Medical Assistance Course, as non-commissioned officers and as shooting instructors. Immediately after getting off the plane, the new immigrants will be greeted in a festive reception at Ben Gurion Airport's Terminal 1. And, I add, you can watch it, both live and later recorded, on the Nefesh Benefesh website, which is nbn.org.il, nbn, Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il. So, what can we say? We congratulate but more importantly, we salute the young men and women who are making Aliyah, as well as the families that are doing it this summer, so many of them. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, and available on the archives. At some point later in the day, Avrami will uh, upload the file, and you'll be able to hear the show on NachumSiegel.com whenever you like. So you can tell your friends and family and others. Or if you miss a show, you can always go back. This past Thursday, what a segue, this past Thursday, Pugi gave what they claim will be their final concert in Park Hayarkon in Tel Aviv. 50,000 people were there, young, old, everything. This, this is a group that crosses generations. And thanks to our listener, Saul Lieberman, we have a link to a Reshet Gimel recording where you can hear the entire concert. And we're going to post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. It's a long link. I'm sorry, I can't just say it. But if you uh, don't have Facebook, you just want it, you can shoot me an email, mayor at nachomsegel.com, M-E-I-R, mayor at nachomsegel.com, and I'll send it to you. So we're going to play the opener, the opening song that started the last final concert of Pugi in Park Hayarkon. Here it is for you. My name is Mayor Wangart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
hear them, the 50,000 in Parque Yarkon cheering on Pugi. That was the opening number of what they claim will be their last concert. There are rumors, by the way, that they will be coming to the United States for a round of performances, meaning that was their last concert in Israel. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. The entire concert is available online. You can listen to it as recorded by Reshet Gimel. We posted a link to that on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And we are at, as we keep track every week, 106 likes, which is amazing. Thank you so much to everybody who is liking our Facebook page and telling your friends and their friends and so forth. We appreciate it. Israel is facing a very um, critical moment, especially the Netanyahu government is facing a very critical moment as um, it is up against an ultimatum that has been set by the European Union. This is an unbelievable story because it seems that all the troubles of the world have been resolved. There's no trouble in Egypt, no trouble in Syria. But the uh, European Union has decided that they must oppose Israeli settlement in Yehudah and Shomron. And by the way, and in Yerushalayim, in what they call the occupied territories, i.e. anything over the Green Line, what they call the Green Line the post-1967 areas. Now, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars that Israel gets. These are grants to universities. These are research grants that are given to companies, companies like Teva, for example, um, universities that get grants in order to do research or for education. The European Union has decided that they will they will condition these grants in such a way that if you receive the grant, you may have no connection whatsoever to any entity that they consider in quote-unquote occupied territory, any entity that was not in Israel in 1967. Now, listen to what this means. This means that most of Israeli high-tech companies, many of whom received grants from the European Union, who are located in the northern part of Yerushalayim, in a place called Harachotzfim, a huge uh, area that um, was built up really in part as an incubator for high-tech industry. Well, that's that's in quote-unquote occupied Jerusalem. So any company that's there, no, nothing, no. Any uh, Any university, for example, that's, doing a dig in the old city of Yerushalayim. Well, then they also have some connection to something over the green line. So so they have activity over the green line. They're also out. They can't, for example, have any um, investments or uh, maybe branches in the Golan or in Yudan Shamron. This is a huge, huge hit for Israel, and it is an amazing challenge to the Netanyahu government, and I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. There's been no decision taken yet, but uh, this is one of the most uh, pressing uh, issues that the Netanyahu government is going to have to deal with. We'll see how that plays out. It's interesting that it comes at a time that Israel has agreed to return to the negotiating table. Israel has released... Arab prisoners who were responsible for killing Jews, a line that Israel doesn't often cross. And yet it doesn't seem to uh, impress the European Union too much. My name is Mayor Wangart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Here's Tzvika Pik, appropriately, Met Av Umet Elul. Stay tuned to the Israel Show. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Met Avumet Elul Umet Humam 
Kapik met Av umet Elul. Av and Elul are over. Well, we're in the, just sort of at the beginning of Elul, the sixth day of Elul, sixth of Elul today. Thank you for joining us here at the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Well, our Meir Milim segment is back. This is a segment where we shed light on a word or a phrase in the Hebrew language. And um, it's inspired, this segment is, by the Galeit Sahal radio segments of uh, Dr. Avshalom Kor, and it's informed by the teachings of Dr. Lior Gottlieb. Here is this week's installment of Meir Milim. In this saying of Rav Nachman, made famous by Baruch Chait's composition, Tsar means narrow. Life is like a very narrow bridge. But we have no choice. We need to walk across, and as we do so, we should trust in God and never be afraid. Imagine walking through a very narrow alleyway. Your movement is restricted. Remember Bilam riding along on his donkey when an angel suddenly blocks the way? Vayamod b'makom tsar. The angel stood in a place that was so narrow, asher enderech lintot yaminu small, that there was no room to swerve, to turn left or right. Therefore, a siege laid around the city, tightly wrapped, restricting the movement of the people inside, is called a Matzor. When you're in a narrow alleyway with no wiggle room, you're in a tight spot. You are boxed in, physically. But a person can also be boxed in mentally, spiritually. Which is why the word tsar develops from narrow to also mean distress, anxiety. When David mistakenly conducts a census, God, through the prophet God, informs King David that he will be punished. David HaMelech is in distress. We relive this deep emotion in the tefillah of Tachanun. Vayomer David el Gad, Tsar Limaod, I'm in great distress. And that's why, in Tanakh, a place of anxiety and distress is called a Meitzar. Min HaMeitzar, we called out to God from a place of angst, and he answered us and brought us relief, Bamerchav. Notice the connection to Rachav, wide, the opposite of Tsar, narrow. Okay, here's what we have so far. Tsar is narrow, thin, tight, restrictive, and distress. Now, let's broaden this narrow definition a bit more. Imagine packing up for a picnic. You toss a blanket on the floor, throw in your stuff, grab up the corners of the blanket, and you have a handy carry-all. The blanket is now restricting the movement of your stuff. It holds them tight in a narrow space. And hence, a word for a purse or a pouch is also related to tsar. In the biblical story, Yosef sets a trap for his brothers. When he sends them back home, he hid bags of money in their luggage. As they, the brothers, are emptying their sacks, note the Hebrew word for sack, sack, each one finds their tzror of kesef, their purse of money. A tzror is a piece of cloth fashioned to hold stuff tightly, a purse or a pouch, a bundle or a package. Now, you may ask, Knowing that Tsar means narrow, how do we explain the famous Pasuk in Migilat Esther that describes Haman as Ish Tsar Oyev Haman Harahaze? Was Haman 
A thin man breaking his diet at Esther's big bash? Maybe he was. But here, Tsar is a totally different word. Same sound, different meaning. The word Tsar also means an enemy, and Tsarar is to show hostility towards someone. Haman is called Tsorer HaYehudim, one who showed hostility, an enemy of the Jewish people. And one last example from Tehillim. God, our shepherd, feeds us, sets up a full table all in front of the eyes of my enemies. To tie it all up, here's the skinny. Tsar has two basic meanings. One, narrow, from which we also get distress and anxiety. Two, enemy. Two different words that happen to sound the same. And that's this week's Meir Milim segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. I was shocked, but yes, that was Ofra Chaza, the late Ofra Chaza singing uh, Kol HaOlam Kulo, coming out of the Meir Milim segment. Um, the New York Times actually carried a pro-positive article about Israel. Shocking but true, this past week. And this is from uh, August the 5th, describing the... Um, the uh, humanitarian aid that Israeli hospitals are giving to Syrian citizens who are casualties of the war that's going on in Syria. This is from the New York Times. As fighting between Syrian government forces and rebels has raged in recent months in areas close to the Israeli-held Golan Heights, scores, scores of Syrian casualties have been discreetly spirited across the hostile frontier for what is often life-saving treatment in Israel, an enemy country. 
And the article goes on to describe how the identity of these patients that are being treated in Israeli hospitals, these are Syrians, Israel's biggest enemy, and how the identity of these patients is closely guarded so that when they return to Syria, they shouldn't be in any danger for fear that whether it's the army or the rebels or any other insane group might harm them because they agreed to be treated in an Israeli hospital after they were injured in the fighting. Dr. Barholm, who is an Arab Christian citizen of Israel, said he was proud of the level of treatment that his team could provide and proud to be a citizen of a country that allowed him to treat every person equally. And listen to this, the cost of the treatment, which has amounted so far to hundreds of thousands of dollars, is being paid for by the Israeli government. Since late March, almost 100 Syrians have been treated in two hospitals in the Galil. Some in Nahariya, 41 severely wounded Syrians were treated there. And some were treated in Sif Hospital, which is in Tzfat. The latest, a 21-year-old man with gunshot and shrapnel wounds. Now, I would have to imagine this 21-year-old man, uh, this is me, this is not from the New York Times, when he's returned to Syria, I'm trying to imagine what it would be like. Is he going to share with his friends, his family, that he was in Israel, that he was treated fairly, not only fairly, that he was treated, that the Israeli government paid for him not to be killed, which is what they would do with Israelis on the other side. They would just kill them. No, the Israeli government paid for him to be healed. It's amazing. When a 13-year-old arrived, she was in a state of fear and high anxiety, according to Dr. Zev Zonis, the head of pediatric intensive care unit. A large part of our treatment, he said, was to try to embrace her in a kind of virtual hug. Well, days later, the girl's aunt arrived from Syria, and she began to care for the Syrian children in the hospital. She lived with them, she slept with them in the intensive care unit in an Israeli hospital. Listen to this. The staff and volunteers of the hospital donated clothes and gifts to the Syrian kids and the adults that are there as well. Now the aunt, her face framed by a tight hijab, said that a shell had struck the supermarket in their village. This is a shell that results from, by the way, from the fighting in Syria between the Syrian government and the Syrian rebels. This has nothing to do with Israel. And somebody came to their village, told them that the Israelis are treating her niece. They took me and on the way told me that she was in Israel. We got to the border. I saw the soldiers. I was a little afraid. But she added that the hospital care had been good and that fear had passed totally. Sitting up in bed in a pink Pooh Bear t-shirt, the niece, who was smiling, said she missed home. She and her aunt were expected to return to Syria later this week. Now, here's the key. When they return to Syria, what are they going to say? Are they going to say we should stop hating the Israelis? Asked what she will say, and when she goes back, when she goes back home, the aunt replied, quote, I won't say that I was in Israel. It is forbidden to be here, and I'm afraid of their reactions. And that, that tells you the whole story. If people want to understand the story of the Middle East, of why there is no peace, well, one side is treating the injured of the other. The other side can't even hear the name of the country. They can't even hear that someone was there, even for life-saving treatment. Yehoram Gaon, 
the famous Israeli singer, is actually working on a new album, the first in many, many years. He's working on it together with Amir Benayun, a young religious Israeli singer and composer. Yoram Gaon is singing the songs of Amir Benayun. A few of the cuts have been released. This is brand new. This is our second debut of the morning. We've debuted the Kaveret Pugi piece, and now we're going to debut this. It's called Besof Hayom, at the end of the day. Brand new here on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Right here on the Israel Show, Besof Hayom, Yehoram Gaon, singing compositions of Amir Benayun, working on a brand new album, first in many years. We'll uh, keep featuring more songs as they come out and they're released. Here's some great news. Beitar Yerushalayim, which is uh, one of the leading soccer clubs, soccer teams in Israel, has announced that it will not play any home games on Shabbat. Now, this is a story from the AP. Beitar Jerusalem said Sunday that it had come to an agreement with Israeli broadcasters to ensure that its home games will only be played on Saturday night or on weekdays. And AP adds, the Jewish Sabbath begins at sunset on Friday evening and ends at sunset on Saturday night. This is Quite frankly, this is amazing. Um, it's always been an issue in Israel that the soccer games were played on Shabbat. It was an issue for, for Shomrei Shabbat, 
who were not soccer fans, but if they lived in the vicinity of the stadium, their Shabbat was disrupted. And it was an issue for Shomrei Shabbat, who were soccer fans, who many, many of whom would not go to the games, and many of whom struggled with the, uh, with the question of whether they should or they shouldn't, and so forth. But obviously it was a problem with it. AP says that um, a statement on the club's official website said that despite the economic risk, Tabib, the new owner, preferred to accommodate the crowd and give more sectors of the community the option to come and support the team. Israel has always held sporting events on Saturdays and Jewish holidays apart from Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, considered the holiest day of the year. However, the move is not completely unprecedented, as the Israeli national football team usually doesn't play home games before the end of the Sabbath. That's because, I'm adding that that's because it's a national team and it represents the state of Israel, and so anything that is representative and national would not be Michalel Shabbat. That's very good news, and it's very exciting. And another piece of interesting news from Israel, the drinking age in Israel, by the way, and, and that, not by the way, the drinking age in Israel is 18, unlike here in America where it's 21. Well, the health ministry in Israel is considering a list of legis- legislation proposals to help battle the growing trend of binge drinking and drunk driving amongst Israel, Israeli youth. And perhaps the most controversial amongst them is a recommendation to raise the minimum age for the legal consumption of alcohol from 18 to 21. And I think that parents of Americans who are young men who are going to Israel for their gap year, the year after high school, will be very happy if the legal drinking age in Israel would be raised from 18 to 21. I would think so. We're going to debut one more, third debut of the morning. This is a very, very interesting cut. Someone by the name of Betty Pablo recorded the um, classic Naomi Shemer song, Odlo Hafti Dai, made famous by Yehoram Gaon, in a very, very different way. Different beat, different, different look, different outlook, different arrangement, obviously. Curious to hear what you think about it. I believe we have the link. Let me just check that. I believe we have the link. Yes, we do have the link, and we're going to post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com. Curious to hear what you think of this new take on an old classic. And by the way, I want to welcome, we have two new likes in the middle of the show, during the show, just now. We jumped from 106 to 108, so welcome to Sheila and to Yael. Thank you so much for liking our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. So here it is, Betty Pablo with a uh, whole new take on the song Odlo Ahavti Dai, Nomi Shemer's classic. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, 
it was pretty jarring to hear it just so different but uh, on the third shot I got into it really really pretty Betty Pablo Odlo Haftidai that's her take on it link is up on the Facebook page you're tuned to the Israel show on the Nachum Siegel Network you can hear us on NachumSiegel.com or via our apps the iPhone app is available in the iTunes store, and there's an Android app available in the Google store. Just look, do a search for Nachum Siegel Network. You can also hear us on the phone if you don't have Internet access, as my Ima is listening, as she does every week. In New York, the number is 212-419-4241, 212-419-4241. In the U.K., 44 In Israel, it's a local call in Israel. 072-224-2792. Before we close out, I want to remind everybody that the very special week of programming over at JM in the AM. JMDAM.org, NachumSiegel.com, 91.1 FM in the tri-state area, 90.1 FM up in the Catskills area, 91.9 FM in Muncie and Rockland County area. Nachum Siegel broadcast this morning from JFK. He will be joining the Nefesh Benefesh flight with, uh, what is it, 350, I believe, Olim. People who are making Aliyah. Then Nachum arrives in Israel, will witness the great celebration and broadcast live from Ben-Gurion Airport tomorrow. Broadcast again from Israel on Wednesday and Thursday. Special shows amazing Israel week on JM and the AM, so stay tuned. And I'll be on, filling in for Nachum on Friday as he returns to the United States. We're going to close out with Wikigal and Todarabat, going back many years from the uh, Israeli music festivals. But before that, as we do every week, we thank you so much for tuning in, making us a part of your day. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments your emails. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network for a great Music Monday mix. Until Friday morning on JM in the AM, and next Monday following JM in the AM, right here on The Israel Show, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
Thank you. 